All right, welcome everyone to episode one of Three Guys from the South Side. Uh, my name is Mike Merrick, and I am joined here today with uh, Mike Mullen from Chicago, Illinois. Mike, what's going on? Not too much. How's it going, boys? Going all right, going all right. And we also have with us uh, today and always Blaze Bernardi from Champaign, Illinois. Boys, how are you feeling? Feeling good, ILL. There you go. There you go. We're up in the Big Ten. Uh, well, look, just to give everyone a quick introduction about the podcast, obviously, uh, like most men in our demographic, we enjoy sports, we enjoy gambling. Uh, so why not share our thoughts, our picks, uh, and really our feelings from the prior week and really the coming future week, uh, games as we, uh, as we get ready for uh, a weekend filled with gambling. So, uh, let's go ahead and start it off guys. I mean, look, I, I think the, the one thing is, uh, is good here is, is reflection. So maybe if we, uh, looking back on the, on the week prior, uh, anything that stood out for us, any, you know, Hey, how are you kind of moments that really, that really shocked you in, uh, college football, uh, or the NFL Mullen, uh, I'll kick it over to you. I mean, I think we could all agree last week's, uh, college football slate was probably the worst of the year. Definitely, definitely up there. I mean, there weren't a ton of great games. A lot of games getting postponed. How many in total did we have postponed, canceled? Anybody know? From a good amount. I'm not sure total, but we had a good amount. There's yeah, just, think, no, no sexy matchups really. The best we had, we had uh, with Ohio State, uh, Indiana, which ended up turning out to be a pretty close game towards the end. You know, you know, it's it's funny you mentioned that game because that was actually my kind of standout. Uh, not not to say game of, of the weekend, but kind of my shocking moment was was Josh Fields. I think you know we all saw that Josh Fields is uh, uh, Justin Fields, excuse me, is he's human. Um, he threw three picks in that game. He threw three all of last year. Um, you know, and I, I know uh, we got a little favoritism here uh, down in Champaign, but I I still think he could have a big week this coming week against Illinois, uh, an Illinois team too that. Had uh, what five, four, five turnovers last week, boys? I guess a week in Nebraska two team. More interceptions on fourth down, but we want to boost that Lovey Ball number, so uh, we went to five. And uh, before we go to this week, I also just want to give a little shout out to Illini football team. Uh, <laughs> Seventeen point dogs, five to one outright to win. Take care of Scott Frost right right away in Lincoln, Nebraska. And now we got Ohio State coming to town as 28-point dogs in a couple of days. So we'll see how we battle back there. But uh, those are one of my standout for standouts for last weekend. Uh, let's give Lovey Smith and that Illini football team a helmet sticker. It's true. They're, they're going to have a big test against uh, against Fields in that offense. Uh, you know, that very uh, highly uh, highly touted. And they got, they got a lot of weapons. They showed it with that run game, too. Um, for all – uh, uh, with major Teague there. So for all 10 of you line, I fans out there, you will get your line. I fix every week. Thanks to boys. So. <laughs> for all you five listeners out there, you're welcome. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, boys, were there any, any games, any matchups that you thought were, were kind of uh, jumping at you from last week? Uh, you know, really surprised you. 
Well, one thing I just want to say is uh, everyone bets 11 a.m. slate, and that kind of sets the tone. And uh, what you don't want to have happen is just an absolutely brutal beat. And uh, we're going to go to Myrtle Beach, great place to go on vacation. But I'm going to tell you right now, that spread Coastal Carolina covered with the last 30 seconds left on that fourth and nine to cover the spread, that kind of sets the tone for the day and just made me absolutely disgusted and kind of just over college football after uh, that week after that spread. So I don't know what the heck happened that second half against App State, but they're going to be in my weekly perennial this pick and Just because of that, I'm also going to be picking against Coastal Carolina too, so stay tuned. Oh no! For all you Sean's fans out there, I—I I mean, I, I was—I was more interested in the color of the turf than I really was uh, that that comeback. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they're able to do it again this week and stay undefeated. What what did what do they have in the F uh, in the FBS rankings that came out earlier this week? Where were where were the Sean's? Uh, that's a great question. I know 20th. they're in the top fifteen. Twentieth, Colts Carolina. They're twentieth in the first playoff ranking. Wow. I'm thinking BYU. I apologize. Wow! Wow! Um, well, you know, I, I think not only the, the surprisingly good moments and the surprisingly bad from the week prior, um, but you know, our, our next segment, I, I do want to talk about some of those bonehead plays, those, you know, for, for us, Chicago white Sox fans, uh, Hawk Harrelson, you gotta be bleeping me tight moments. I mean, I, I I'm going to start this one off because I had a really tough slate on Saturday. Didn't start good in the morning games. Uh, you know, took uh, took Kansas State against Iowa State in a couple parlays in the afternoon. Of course, they got blown out in Ames. Um, you know, so I'm licking my wounds thinking, hey, the over in this Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game is an absolute lock. Go into halftime. We got 40 points at halftime. Over-under was 60 and a half. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm okay, about to break even on the day. Right. Um, you know, a, a couple injuries at quarterback, um, you know, on the Oklahoma State side. Next thing you know, uh, we got a backup in a third stringer at this point who went, I believe, four for 25, four, four for 26 passing um, while he was in uh, in total and no points in the third quarter. Um, you know, we made a miraculous comeback in the in the fourth, got it to within seven. Uh, a touchdown ends up covering it for us. But then, um you know, our beloved mullet boy, uh, Mike Gundy, first and goal from the two and uh, throws two goal line fades to a overweight tight end um, who I think stand about six, four, six, five and about 265 pounds um, Two jump ball fades corner of the end zone. Can't get in the end zone. We don't hit the over. We're down double what we were walking into the day with um, just an overall, you know, not only Mike Gundy, you got to be bleeping me, but I'm going to give myself the you got to be bleeping me too for even uh, even taking that night game. Uh, Should have just cut my losses where I was, but that's gambling for us, right? So, uh, Mullen, any any that's, bonehead plays that you saw from last week that that's a, that's that were noteworthy? Tough, that's a tough one right there, dude. And that Iowa State taking them that I had them too. That was our Kansas State, excuse me, against Iowa State. That was that was over before it started. You haven't seen that I that type of Iowa State offense all year. Like where mm-hmm. where did where did this Brock Purdy balance of run and pass come from? All of a sudden he's running for you know 10, 11 yards at a time and uh they're running the ball efficiently too, which again hasn't happened all season for that cyclist team. So boys, what about you? Any uh any big bonehead uh moments on the weekend? Any any 
Uh, we're really not going to go spread here. We're going to go down to a coach in the SEC who's a little self-entitled and uh, thinks he's the smartest guy down there. And no, it's not Nick Saban. It's uh, Kirby Smart between the hedges at uh, in Athens, Georgia. And let me just backtrack a little bit. Uh, let's go back to last year when uh, he lets Fields go for Fromm, who reached his peak when he was a freshman, and Fields just blows the water out of Ohio State. So he gets a redo. Then he gets uh, transferred from USC by the name of JT Daniels. And he has three quarterbacks on his roster. One's a walk-on by the name of Stetson Bennett. They call him the mailman because he looks like an average guy who delivers your mail. Probably can't carry that full package that you delivered on Amazon Prime on Black Friday, though. He struggles, does an all right job. And then they go to another guy, Dwayne Mathis. And JT Daniels doesn't play until their season is basically over. And he goes up against a very good Mississippi State defense, goes 28-38 to and 400 yards and four touchdowns in his first game in over a year. And supposedly Kirby Smart didn't think he was ready to play. My question is, what has Kirby Smart been looking at the whole entire offseason and practice this season? Kirby Smart lost him their season, and they're not even going to be playing in the SEC championship game because he's going with a walk-on over a five-star quarterback. Ratings matter. Ratings matter. I think there's more to this uh, JT Daniels story because there's no way he sits him on the bench until now if he was cleared to play from week one. That just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Daniels is going to be a first round pick next year. I agree, and he looks he looks so good that it really made you question what like but what was going on in that locker room, what was going on behind the scenes where he wasn't getting the playing time, or um, you know who knows, guy could have a terrible attitude, you know, uh, on the practice field. Um, but when it come to game time, you know, he's, he's able to perform. We, you know, we don't know that it's, uh, definitely, uh, definitely a question worth asking for, for some of those Georgia Bulldog fans. There's something more to that, that yeah, we definitely don't know. Cause they started with Mathis, went to Ben, Ben, then went back to Mathis when he got hurt. And then I'd give smart benefit of the doubt, like you guys said, but I would say SEC bias doesn't think he knows what it takes. And then he also let fields walk and come to the big 10. That's a tough one. So yeah. What do they say? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Shame on me, brother. It was Jake, smart, shame on me. Jake Fromm, away a season. Jake Fromm beating out uh, Fields. Come on, what's going on there? I, I'm pretty sure Jake Fromm's working for the SEC Network. Right now. <laughs> I don't think he's even on a practice squad. So he's gonna be uh, my tax returns in a couple of years. Yeah, it's funny. I saw. I, I think I did see him there giving uh giving Matt Jones an interview a few weeks ago. But don't worry, uh, like Fromm, I'm sure Matt Jones will find him. Uh, a cozy seat on, on some network here in uh, about three or four years. Once, uh, once he makes his practice squad debut in the NFL, but um, boys, you mentioned it a few minutes ago, uh, the weekly perennial perennial. Do you want to give a little bit of insight to our, our, our new listeners here? What is a weekly perennial? What are you thinking about for the weekend in terms of, of said picks and, uh, how can we uh, how can we go about finding a couple winners for this week? Okay, weekly perennial. I have no idea what this word means, but uh, our host made this term up. Weekly perennial, something that happens every week and every year. So what I'm going to be doing every week of the college football year is a ten team parlay on our sponsor points bet. Ten team parlays pay out sixty five to one. You want to get your Christmas paid for, a little bit of rent paid for, put a little bit on a uh, Robin Hood. This is what we do. So we're going to do a $10, 10-team parlay every week. So I'm going to give you two seconds to get a pen and paper and write this down. And we'll also go in uh, the time of the games, too, from earliest to latest. I so mean. we're going to start off OK State minus 11 versus Texas Tech. Maryland plus 11.5 versus Indiana. 
Indiana is 5-0 and against the spread. They just played their hearts out against Ohio State. They are due for a close game or an upset. Then I'm going for under Florida and Kentucky. Kentucky likes to possess the ball. I can't see that game going over 62 points. And then, like I said, Texas State plus 17 against Coastal Carolina. There's no way Coastal Carolina covers a spread after that fiasco last weekend. Don't take them. And then this is, lo and behold, to my heart, Eastern Carolina. I like to bet them every week. So we're going to do 12 and a half against them against SMU. Then under Pitt and Clemson. Pitt always plays really good teams close. And I can't see this game going over the 55 and a half. USC minus 11 and a half. And then the final four to pay out this 10-team parlay, 65 to 1. Under Alabama and Auburn, 62 and a half. Troy plus 14 and a half for App State. We're getting back on that App State bandwagon after they heard us last week. And then lastly, we're going to go to West Virginia, night game against Oklahoma. No one likes Spencer Rattler between Link, uh, besides Lincoln Riley. I don't even think his receivers like him. And they're not going to like him on Saturday night when he's playing against a very underrated West Virginia passing defense that's very physical. Take West Virginia plus 10 and a half. That's how you're going to get your 65 to 1 payout for this 10 team parlay on the weekly perennial. Hey, Blaze. West Virginia hey, off the board. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just, I right just call that too, buddy. You, you might have to go back one since we started the uh, the episode here. Uh, that game has since been postponed. Uh, again, Oklahoma at West Virginia has been postponed. So if you had that on your sheet for the week, go ahead and, and scratch that one out. You're going to have to find another way. Uh, to get those 65 to one odds, uh, put that parlay in. Boys gave you nine, nine free ones there. That should still pay what? Probably about 58. About you got one more for us, boys. Yeah, I'll yeah, give you, you one more, but I, I hate to do this for uh, all the listeners out there because if this one doesn't lose on Friday, you have nothing to look for the rest of the week. I love Iowa State plus one. I know they're traveling, but Texas is just an absolute mess. Tom Herman looks like he doesn't want to be there. Lost the best recruit who committed to Texas, just committed to Ohio State. The fans, alumni, and boosters are not happy down there. He has to win this game. Matt Campbell's probably going to be the next co coach at Michigan before he wins the Big 12 here at Iowa State. And I also got a ticket on them, 12-1 to 1, to win the Big 12. Give me Iowa State plus one on Friday. Apologies if that doesn't hit and ruins your parlay for the weekend. Boys, I, I I actually I actually like that, and and you mentioned that that number one recruit, he's a local kid too. Uh, I mean, so when you local for you, losing, not for me. When you start losing local recruits, uh, South Lake Dallas guy uh, goes to goes to Keller. Um, he's uh he's got a fantastic arm. Obviously, he's the number one recruit. Um, you know, but when you start losing local kids like that, believe me, down here in Texas, that does not sit well with Longhorn fans and Longhorn fans are not happy with Herman right now. So to your point, this, this could be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back here. Uh, if they, if they lose a bad one too, and Iowa state offense that last week, Mullen, as you mentioned, looked unstoppable. <laughs> this week's segment of talk dirty to me is brought to you by scores and odds.com scores and odds get live up to the minute scores and odds on all of your current Sports gambling picks, scoresandodds.com. All right, so let's get down to business here, guys. Uh, look, this week's slate of games has a, a couple, couple attractive games. A lot of kind of mm, don't really know what to think here. Um, you know, so boys, what's what's on your card this week? Who do you like come Saturday um, or even Friday? I guess in the case of uh, some some college football. Uh, that we have uh, on the slate. 
I won't take up too much time, so I'm just going to go to two quick games really quick that I like. Uh, the first one's USC at home against Colorado. USC is not getting a lot of respect right now. They had to play at Arizona, then they played at Utah. Fortunate enough to play every single team on their schedule who was playing the first game of the year. But then, again, they're playing Colorado, who is starting their former starting safety from last year at quarterback. Colorado's still 2-0. I think the luck ends in L.A., and USC easily covers at 11.5, which is – really been dropping since 13 and a half back on Monday. So I think there's something wrong with that spread. I take USC. And then on the next game I want to go to, we're going to go down to Chapel Hill, Chapel Hill. Notre Dame just got a big win a couple weeks ago in Clemson and they're playing at North Carolina. And this is North Carolina's national title game. And they were kind of a playoff dark horse with Mac Brown uh, back in uh, early September and late August. But um, North Carolina can score with anybody. It depends if they want to play on Saturday. And I think they're going to want to play and beat Notre Dame. Um, an outsider playing in the ACC this time. Mac Brown will get them ready to play. Give me Notre, give me UNC. I'm sorry, plus five. I think they cover and I think they win outright. Ruin Brian Kelly's chances of uh, returning to the college football playoff. That's, like that's that. when uh, we're on the opposite sides of. I got as much as it pains me. I have ND there. I just think I'm still not over that North Carolina loss to Virginia a few weeks ago. That burned me. That defense absolutely stinks. Uh, I mean, if Notre Dame plays their best, there's no way they lose that game. But as a, a massive ND hater, part of me hopes that they absolutely lose this game. Oh, yeah. All of us growing in the south suburbs, uh, unfortunately, we're not Irish, so we weren't able to go to the University of Notre Dame. But um, <laughs> unlike all our friends who are huge Notre Dame fans and alumni, but uh, I just can't see it happening. Like I said, let's go back to UNC one more time last week. They won 59 to 53. But in the fourth quarter, they outscored Wake Forest 28-8. to They're not going to be able to do that against Notre Dame. I just think North Carolina will be ready to play. But Mullen, I can see why you're on Notre Dame. They're flying high and uh, ready to go undefeated in the college football playoff. That was a great point, though. This, this is uh, North Carolina's championship game, basically. This is their, their everything, this game against Notre Dame right here. And, and not to mention, too, that Notre Dame offense has not been very consistent this year. I mean, they've had some really close games that if you look – back at who they're playing. They should not have had some of those close games. They should have been blowing some teams out earlier in the year that they just, they, they kept them close for whatever reason. So, and, and look, I, I think I agree with you. I think that that North Carolina team could keep it close. Um, you know, and, and again, it's, it's, the, it's their Super Bowl in Chapel Hill. So, uh, Mullen, who else you got on the card for, for, uh, Saturday? So I'll give you a few right here. Uh, I mean, I, I got to start off Iowa Homer, so I'm, I'm taking Iowa 13 and a half in the Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska absolutely stinks. Iowa has been playing some great football. Petrus has been eh, but that Iowa defense these last few games has been falling out. They're just going to pound the rock. Uh, by second half, they're just going to run all over you. That is a scary Iowa defense from the last two weeks. And the fact that the offense, and they actually found a little bit of, of, of a, a, a running momentum there. I, I think the offensive line finally figured a few things out. Uh, they're getting a good push from that front five. Um, well, and I agree with you. I think the 13 and a half, I mean, if you get the same offense that you've gotten the last two weeks, no doubt about it. Um, and I didn't, I didn't watch that Nebraska game uh, against Illinois last week. Boys, did Illinois just run all over them? 
They had two uh, running backs go for over 100 yards, and um, I believe they also passed for 200 yards. So I think they had about 500 yards of total offense. Nebraska did not want to be there. And I think uh, Scott Frost couldn't handle that quarterback um, with McCaffrey and Martinez back there. Think about back to 2019. We were talking about Martinez being a dark horse Heisman pick and Nebraska football being officially back. And now he's a backup right now to McCaffrey. And both those guys don't look like they can throw the ball. I love Iowa minus 13 and a half. Yeah, the only thing that makes me think otherwise, guys, and, and makes me a little bit nervous on the line is that you're going to get a pretty fired up Nebraska team, not only after getting uh, – you know, getting their, getting their asses kicked last week in Champaign, but, you know, a big rivalry game that everyone, uh, you know, who goes to Nebraska looks forward to uh, playing Iowa. But, I, Mullen, I'm, I'm back with you, man. I, I you know, uh, you know a little bit of a homer there too. I had them on my card uh, with the 13 and a half. Again, uh, pending we get the same offense we did the last two weeks, I think we cover that easily. And uh, we're, uh, we're eating some more turkey or some corn, I guess, uh, as it's saying, Iowa City. So, um, boys, what, what else did you have on the card for Saturday, buddy? Uh, I think people have sick of me hearing them talk. I got the 10 team parlay and I gave you out, um, the two picks I liked Merrick. Let's go to you, the host. What do you got down on your card? So, uh, one, you're probably not going to be a fan of, I do like Ohio state bouncing back. I think that defense learned a, a, a little bit last week in uh, in that Indiana game. Um, I think Fields comes out and that offense doesn't really skip a beat here. But I, I think the key again is that defense. I, I, I think they're going to tighten up a little bit after uh, last week's game. And uh, you know, I, I think Ryan Day and, and his guys there are going to uh, going to come out and cover uh, the 28 points uh, in Champaign there uh, against the Illini. Uh, my other game, boys, uh, as as I just mentioned, was was Iowa. Um, uh, 13 and a half. Uh, again, I, I think they cover that with no problem um, at home against Nebraska, um, especially the way that offense has looked the last two weeks. And that yeah, defense I, looks pretty scary. I got a few more. I, I can't bet uh, Northwestern, unfortunately, in uh, being in Illinois, uh, unless it's offshore. But uh, North, Northwestern minus 13 and a half. Is Michigan State going to even score this week? I mean, that Northwestern defense is for real. Well, and they beat Michigan. That's all they care about. Their season's Mi- done. Michigan State has scored seven points the last two games. Um, I don't know if they score this week. They might not. They, they, they honestly might not. That offense is bad. Since Wisconsin's game's canceled, Northwestern wins on Saturday. They clinched the Big Ten West, so they're playing for everything. Michigan State, their playoff, Michigan, that game's over with. That's what their season hinges on. They don't really care. Yeah, that's. I mean, I had the same thinking there, and I I might feel like an idiot for doing it, but that just seems like the most obvious pick of all time because I honestly don't think Michigan State can score. And a few more I got uh, over and uh, Bowling Green, Ohio. Uh, Bowling Green might give up a thousand points themselves. I don't think they can stop anyone. I like Stanford uh, plus one and a half against Cal this week. Stanford has burned me a couple times already. Uh, as well. I backed them against Colorado. I thought Colorado was going to be terrible this year. They've looked shockingly decent the first two games. But this is just two bad teams. I think Stafford gets the best of them there. I like the over in Georgia, South Carolina. Uh, I think JT Daniels, they might score in the 40s by themselves. And you just If South Carolina can get 10 points, you're hitting that over right there. And that's that's my card before uh, before we move it to locks. Merrick, what else you got on yours? I got, I got one more big one, and, and I've – I've bet them a handful of times this year. They've dug me out of uh, a couple deep holes on, on some later games, but um, Nick Saban, Alabama, the iron bowl. Uh, 
Um, I think I think Saban, look, he's got that team having a different type of attitude. I mean, a, a slow start last week. Um, you know, and you've seen that with this Alabama team. They've they have come out to some slower starts this year, and it's usually about midway through the second, if not halftime before Nick just really gets the boys fired up and, and gets them going. I mean, look at the second half they put up last week. I think that game finished, what, 63-3 to three against – I mean, granted, it was Kentucky, but, um, you know, I, I I like them covering the points. I think they're giving, what, 23-and-a-half is what I'm seeing them right now um, for the Iron Bowl. So I, I think it's an Auburn team who could easily probably have another – two or three losses, um, you know, to their, to their resume from this year, just based off a couple of the calls that they've gotten from, uh, from the zebras. But uh, again, I, I like that offense. Um, and of course that Nick Saban defense is, is styled every year. That front four, really that front seven's great. Um, not to mention, I think they have currently, uh, about 12 starting defensive backs in the NFL, uh, from the last six draft classes. So, um, Drop a little stat on you guys there. Uh, they are uh, stellar uh, on defense, and, and I think they shut down uh, Bo Nix uh, and that Auburn team uh, fairly easily. It's easy. not hard to shut Bo down. No, no, it's not. So, um, And I believe they're in Tuscaloosa, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I'd, I'd expect a, a fairly big win there, uh, probably 49-10, 40, 49 49-14. Uh, if I were to predict the spread for the Iron Bowl this Saturday, it's, that's a little shocking, Merrick. You have a blind, a uh, long history of just blindly backing Auburn every week, too. Exactly, yeah. exactly. They they hurt me early in the year, uh, boys. Just like you said, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I got f- fooled a few times early this year, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna r- ride the tide again um, this week. They haven't uh, they haven't done me wrong yet. So. It's hard to back Bo Nix, and you just don't feel good about it. And you, you don't feel good about it at all. No, no. He's he's hard to watch because again, he's he's kind of like an Iowa offense to me, or or, or a Chicago Bears offense, right? You never know what you're going to get. Um, he, he was such a highly touted recruit too. They don't they don't know when to pull the plug. They're kind of stuck. I don't know. So he's a spot. legacy too. That's the problem. Really he's playing politics with that as well. Oh no. All right, well, let's move into our final segment here, our locks of the week. Lock it up. Blaze, one lock of the week. Who are you giving? Who should we put the farm on? Second mortgage. Who do you got? Going back to Black Friday, added this in the parlay right away. It's a Friday. So your weekend can start off to a great start or it's already over and uh, your Christmas money's gone. Give me Iowa State plus one against Texas. I have no faith in Tom Herman and that coaching staff. Ellinger does not look right. Um, give me Brock Purdy and that running back breeze in Iowa State. They're going to keep the ball, hang on the field, and that defense will shut Texas down. And I think it's going to be low scoring, but I think Iowa State wins outright. They clinch a share of the Big 12 title. Give me Iowa State 24, Texas 14. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it Love up. it. Love I it. Had, good pick. Good pick. Bowen, who are we locking up for this week? I mean – I gotta. I hate going Johnny Public, but I gotta go over Ole Miss, Mississippi State. That the Ole Miss the Egg Bowl, the, the Egg Bowl, the Egg Bowl. Ole Miss, one of the best offenses, college football, fourth in total offense, five hundred and sixty-five yards a game. They're averaging over forty points a game. That defense is just as bad as that, as good as that offense is. Fourth to last a total defense, giving up five forty a game, uh, giving up seven point two yards. I've been blindly betting Ole Miss overs this year. Five and two. I'm doing it again. 
There's going to be 120 combined passes in this game. I'm taking you better lock it up. You better lock it up. No. Yeah, what you love about that passing, too, is that stops the clock even if there's an incomplete. So they go three and out. They're taking 30 seconds off the clock, and the next team and team's getting the ball back. So this might be a five-hour game we can watch. It's on Thanksgiving, right? Five-hour games, putting it generously. Uh, is it on Thanksgiving? I hope so. That would, this is this would be a perfect Thanksgiving game. Well, Baltimore-Pittsburgh's canceled, yeah. so we got nothing on Thursday night. So let's check the schedule really quick and hope for the best. No, nope, we got that game on Saturday at 3 p.m. So uh, we'll be watching that game from 3 p.m. Central Time to 10 p.m. Central Time since uh, Oklahoma West Virginia is canceled. Saturday, lock it in. Well, All right, Merrick, give us your first uh, lock of the year. These are big. First lock of the year, big pick. Been riding these guys a couple times already this year. We're gonna go with Kyle Trask and the troops down in Florida, um, at home against Kentucky. Kyle Trask and those guys are putting up 522 yards of total offense per game. Meanwhile, Kentucky has put up more than three points twice in the last four games. Um, that offense is just sputtering in Lexington. Um, I am a little concerned about the Florida defense, but nothing that I don't think you know Kyle and, and, and the offense there uh, in Gainesville can, can pick up the slack on. I'd expect a, a huge win from the Gators um, a little bit more of a statement when I think they struggled a little bit early against Vanderbilt last week. Um, but I, I think they, they fine tune a few things during the week here and they find themselves coming out on top big at home against the Wildcats uh, from Lexington. So uh, lock in the, lock in the Gators. Uh, I think, I think we got them currently uh, currently locked in at 23 at the moment, I'd go ahead and lock that in now before it gets to 24 above 25. Uh, lock, lock me in there at the 23 points. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. We got Mike uh, Public Picks Merrick here as the host, and he does a great job, and he picks public picks every week. But um, this late in the college football season, we're looking for what our team's still playing for. Kentucky doesn't have anything really to play for. Florida still has a – Florida has is in the driver's seat to the SEC title game. They're going to want to put on a good show for the fans in the college football playoff committee. So I'll ride with you in the back seat on that one. And Trask is looking to put up. Trask is looking to put up as big of numbers as he can to just help that Heisman resume. So he's gonna he's gonna be airing the ball out. Thirty one touchdowns, three interceptions on the year, twelve or twenty five hundred yards in passing. Like he's he's a freak right now. He's been connecting with that short halfback too, Tony. He's got seven uh, touchdown grabs already on the year. I think he's like five nine. Probably runs like a four two forty. Um, real speedster in the slot. So look for that connection pretty big. Uh, I think on Saturday again, um, lock them up, man. Trash the Heisman favorite now. He's been he is. Put, he's a similar season to uh, Burrow last year. It's pretty plus, insane. The numbers plus 250. Plus 250 now, if I'm not mistaken. I see, um, it's down to my, he's minus 150 from what I've seen now. Really? After wow. last week with Lawrence not playing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you got a feeling whoever wins that uh, SEC title game, uh, Mac Jones and uh, Trask, That's one of those Mac, guys won that Mac, game. Mac Jones in second right now. And I, I, I like that pick too. I mean, Kentucky, they're, the strength of the team was that defense, but they've given up, it seems like, these last couple weeks. They did beat Vandy, but you give up 35 points to Vandy. What are you doing? Yeah, it can't be fun going to Tuscaloosa, then Gainesville, back-to-back -back weekends uh, during the middle of a pandemic too. Not going to be easy for that for that, uh, for that that offense. No, sir. But uh, well, hey guys, I appreciate you hopping on the first episode here. Uh, I think we've got a, a lot of f good free picks. 
Uh, we threw out there a lot of locks, uh, as yeah, always. We uh, threw out one segment, I think. One more segment on the card, Merrick. No, it's okay. We'll just end it. I, I, I'm a, I have a part-time job. I'm the weatherman down in uh, South Bend, Indiana, and I just want to let people know on Saturday we got a low of 35 degrees with a high of 46. Sunny, not a cloud in the sky. Wind about 5 to 10 miles an hour. So uh, don't let anything blow away down there. Uh, we know Notre Dame's playing in Chapel Hill, but uh, that's the weather in South Bend this Saturday for football. Yeah, just keep us updated on that uh, wind each week down in uh, South Bend, Blaze. Over and out. Love it. Appreciate you guys tuning in this week. Thanks. See ya. Oh, fuck. I forgot to wish him happy Thanksgiving. I want to be the first to wish all of you a very happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> That, that was a good end. All right. Have a good <laughs> right, Thanksgiving. Later, boys.